good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Monday, April 25th, 2022. And normally this program is meant to present nutritional information only. But today we're going to be talking about hyperverse and digital currencies and cryptos and all that good stuff. And we'll recommend that you check out our website, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And, of course, our sister site, yourdiywealth.com. Just change the H to a W and you're there. And uh, when you get there, hit the Hyperverse tab. And there's videos on that page that will show you how you can take advantage of the crypto industry without having to worry about market volatility, how you can be... uh, um, engage in and take a capitalize on the next mega trend that's going to be greater than the internet and mobile phone revolutions combined and of course how you can become a part of the dynamic hyper community and experience the incredible benefits of membership which is what we're going to be talking about today so um, i encourage you to check on that john and kathy should be joining us any minute uh until before they get here i wanted to talk or give an update um i had mentioned a while ago that i got a safe pal uh uh, hardware wallet, which I still pretty much like quite a bit. I was kind of surprised over the weekend I was going to transfer some uh, tether to a friend of mine, and when I went to do it, I no- I got a notice saying that you needed to have at least 10 TRX in order to complete the uh, transfer, and I hadn't seen that before. Of course, this is the first time I tried to send anything out. Um, but apparently that's what these little puppies run on, uh, which is, uh, it's a, it's another crypto. Uh, the good thing is, is they are very, very low value. I got like several hundred of them, like 500 of them for 20 bucks or something like that. So, um, it's really, you know, when you only use like 10 per transfer, that's pretty cheap. So, um, it's a plus and a minus, I guess, you know, it would have been nice if I had realized it at the time. I didn't see anything in the documentation that said that, but apparently that's what they use for their fees when they come out of the system. And, uh, which is fine. Everybody's going to make something on the transfers and that kind of stuff. And quite honestly, uh, when you're dealing with just 10 TRX, which is probably, uh, less than a dollar or thereabouts, uh, that's not bad. So uh, I just stocked up and, like I said, put about 500 of them on there. So now I've got it. So the next time I want to transfer, I can do it without any hassles. And uh, I just got to play with the thing a little bit more. But I'm still, you know, for 50 bucks, I think it's a pretty cool little system. Um, the other thing I'm looking into is, excuse me, uh, the uh, HyperPay wallet has a... Um, type of hardware wallet that they recommend or they actually sell and i haven't looked into it too much but i'm considering grabbing one just to give it a try and uh since the hyperpay guys are recommending it it's i'm sure it's pretty darn good um but uh, um that's down the road i'm just waiting until they open up the withdrawals again uh, because i have some priorities that i have to deal with first and then i'll look at some of these other things that are kind of secondary in nature but anyway i just want to keep people up to up to snuff and uh, as far as what i'm experiencing with these things uh, in case you're considering getting one 
Uh, I still think the safe pal is a good uh, a good bet. Uh, it appears to be extremely secure uh, because it only deals with um, images that pass between it and your phone. Um, there's no uh, Bluetooth connection. There's no you know any electronic or uh, cable connections or anything like that. Uh, the only time you plug this thing in is to charge it. I will say, battery life on it doesn't be seem to be all that great. Um, I haven't used it. Uh, it's been in a box in my safe for the last week or two, and it was fully charged when it went in the safe. And when I when it came out yesterday, it was probably half a charge. So that's something I got to keep an eye on. But um, the thing is, is I mean, when you get, you're sitting on your desktop, and I've got chargers galore here, I just plug the thing in, and in no time, it's fine. Um, so if the battery happens to drop, it's not going to lose anything. It's got a non-volatile memory in it. Uh, so anything there is protected. Uh, just functioning of the unit, uh, as far as doing a transfer or something like that, it's got to have power. But um, anyway, just uh, a heads up on the latest, uh, my experience with the SafePal. And I still think it, uh, for $50, it'd be a tough one to, tough one to beat. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of where that is. I want to thank Nastasia for the email on the um, uh, the fires and the food processing things. Um, I'm planning, hopefully in the next day or two, to do a show uh, specifically dealing with that and the upcoming food shortages and the, the so-called FBI notice that came out yesterday, I think it was, about uh, food shortages. I haven't had a chance to look at it. I just saw information that's out there, so... And knowing what those bozos are saying, who knows, you know, but uh, we'll have to take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, I've been saying it on this show for months and months and months and months. You know, it's just a matter of time, and this is something they've been doing. You know, this is an old military tactic that goes back to biblical times, uh, called uh, siege, uh, where basically they surround the town or whatnot and lock it down so nothing goes in, nothing goes out, and people starve. So we'll talk about that later. Here comes John and Kathy. Looks like just John. John, are you all by your lonesome today? I am. Oh my goodness. Well, you well, know, I guess if we have to take you by yourself, we'll take you by yourself. <laughs> uh, I take it Kathy's tied up and she's really tied up. I mean, she's transitioning from the um, normal dialysis, which she still has to, to the do home stuff. To the home stuff, uh -huh. and it, it entails uh, all day visits almost. Yeah, doing you know, going through a class about transitioning to the mm -hmm. um, the abdominal peritoneal uh, stuff, right. and it's quite involved actually. Yeah, um, it's so uh, you got this machine and it gives you free freedom, but you have these big volumes of uh, fluid that have to flow through you. Yeah, two of these bags a day, and you know, they're not lightweight. And so oh boy. it's, it's a class because of her daughter and everybody has to go through the class on how to change out the machine and kind of machine and things like that. So, mm -hmm. but once that's done, um, she still has to go through the regular dialysis to, you know, every day right now at, at the location that they're at. Right. So that's going to continue on for the next week. And then mm -hmm. after that, I think that they're not going to have to drive all the way down to, um, uh, to junction, uh, you know, three or four times a week in order to get the daily stuff because it disrupts it disrupts everybody. Oh, yeah. The only thing you done is somebody will just have to come over and help her change the bag mm -hmm. of the fluid uh, twice a day. Wow. So, uh, 
you know, it's not a fun situation, really. No, not at all. I can imagine. I, I just lost a friend of mine who, uh, he was on home dialysis for several years. And, uh, you know, it wears on you. <laughs> Doing it over and over. I mean, it becomes, you know, <laughs> it's it's something you got to do every day, every day, every day, without question. You know, and boy, I'll tell you what, it definitely wears on you. Well, and the end result is pretty much the same thing every time, which sucks. But uh, well, yeah. nobody gets out alive, Jim. Yep. It That's doesn't true. matter. Yeah, no matter what it is, some of us just have it a little easier, I guess you could say. But the end result right. is the same. Ugh. Yeah, I uh, I feel I feel for Kathy and her family, and it's not something anybody should have to go through. Well, my my view is is that it's going to actually make it easier for her to work with me you know yeah. she's not on the road and, and, and someplace else she has the freedom to go uh move around her house mm-hmm. uh, because the, the, the cabling is kind of quite long i think it's about 30 feet uh, so that and she only has to be hooked up for seven and a half hours a day yeah yeah as long so as the t-rex doesn't trip over it <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's that's going to be an important factor <laughs> yeah that would not be good it's he's a He's a wild child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's, That's always something you got to take into consideration. I kind of enjoy the antics, mm-hmm. uh, but when he was throwing eggs all around the house, that was not a happy day. <laughs> Ooh. And when he was dumping the milk out on the floor, that was not a happy day. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. When he hit the skinny, that wasn't a happy day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, the happy days are few and far between. <laughs> Well, no, I just kind of accelerating. I'm putting them all into perspective here one day, you know, one oh, week. Boy. And, but he's such a jewel. I mean, the, the kid is really smart. That's the source you know? of entertainment, I'm sure. Well, it is for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to clean him up after him. <laughs> That's right. I don't have to do anything except uh, marvel at what he's doing. Oh, yeah. And listening to him pick up his language and stuff. And, you know, today... You know, for me and you, we don't have uh, uh, videos of us or we don't have a sound of our voice and all that kind of stuff. Nope. And it's really kind of nice because all this can be recorded. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, my dad used to do 8 millimeter movies. And then July 4th of 1969, we were on a big family vacation all around the western U.S. And we happened to be in uh, Las Vegas and there was a huge flood at our hometown and our basement was filled with water, which is where all our home movies were stored. And when we came home, my dad opened up the uh, film cans and took his fingers and, you know, pinched a piece of uh, acetate between them and slid them down and all the emulsion came off. Oh, all wow. of our home movies were worthless. Uh, so all that stuff was gone. You know, I remember watching those things when I was a kid and it would have been kind of fun to eventually digitize them, but, you know, That'll never happen. It's all in memory now. Yep. <laughs> and there ain't much of but it. But anyway, uh, it also, you know, gives her the ability to uh, work on some other things. There's some yeah. stuff that'll help her with eyesight called OrCam, mm. which is a reader, and it talks to her, you know, in her ear, and you can have a earpiece, and she can read anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember it'll seeing read that. The labels. I think it'll read the computer, too. I think that's going to be a big difference. Oh, so, goodness. Uh, it recognizes people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be helpful. You know, there's some technology that's helping. And then the kidney stuff may be reversible. 
You know, you just, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You start trying it. Yep. There's, there's a guy that that we found, or at least I found on online, who is a kidney sufferer himself. Wasn't really happy with all the information he was getting. He's been through every stage of it, uh, and he became a dietitian and a naturopath in order to take care of himself. And now he he teaches everybody else how to do it right. Yeah. And, and Wallach, uh, you know, has had fantastic results. You know, I've had good results with. Uh, well, like my buddy, like the the guy that just died, unfortunately, you know, he was at 6% function. And in a couple of weeks, I had him doubled back up to 11%, which his doctors couldn't believe. And then he decided to go on home dialysis because insurance would pay for it. And, you know, like I said, you know, he was on it for about four years. And I just, you know, attended his funeral here a couple of months ago. But uh, had he stuck with the nutritional stuff, there's no doubt in my mind, he'd be fine today. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's cost to it, and, you know, unfortunately, if you run into situations like we have with Kathy where it interferes or they claim it'll interfere with certain medications and stuff, uh, that's where you run into issues. But there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, if the MDs weren't involved, we could probably reverse things. But you know, Well, she was trying your stuff, and, yeah. and whatever was happening, she was not physically able to tolerate yeah, and that's the strangest thing. I've never seen anybody that have that kind of reaction. Um, it was just pure weird. Although what I have seen well, is people the the worse off somebody is, the more aversion they have to it initially, uh, as far as not caring for the taste or the smell or something. But if they bear with it, usually within a few weeks, they're loving it. Uh, but not being able to keep it down physically. I mean, when you're taking it like, and throwing up, that's a different story. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know different. what's going on there, but uh, and she's no stranger to alternative care because she ran yeah. a system, she ran a clinic. She had thirty thousand people herself. So right, uh, when she says she can't take something, she damn she damn well knows she can't take it. We don't yeah. know the reason why it's causing it though. That's that's what maybe yeah, we'll be able. That's the thing. To it's just pure strange. Yeah. yeah, but you know, who knows? Maybe once uh, once she gets on the home stuff, maybe we can get her on the uh, at least on the ultimate daily classic, the tablets and. That stuff is the the roto rooter, and hopefully mm-hmm. it will, you know, she'll be able to do those and not have an issue. But uh, you know, we'll see. When One thing happens. she's really really careful about right now is adding things into her thing. Mm-hmm. So they keep changing her meds too, and I know there's going to be more stuff. She's kind of likes to do, wants to add one thing at a time, you right. know, not throw a bunch of stuff at it. So yeah. we've been trying different things, and so I've been getting stuff from other people mm-hmm. to kind of help with nutrition and. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. You just have to work through it. Right. But uh, on the Andy other side attacks. of this, there's, a, there's there's more information we have here because we've been talking with Andy. So Andy's got his programs coming out now. Yep. And uh, two, there's two things we can talk about there. Uh, also with Hyperverse, you know, they've they've um, really caught up or catching up on, on adjusting this to the new system. Yeah, and they, um, they reopened uh, upgrades as of yesterday, and I just did one for a friend of mine this morning. So anybody out there that's listening, if you have not upgraded yet, it would be in your best interest to do so. It's going to be open through, I think, May 7th. And, uh, you know, when when that time passes, then uh, there will be fees attached to any of the 1.0 memberships. So it's a good idea to get converted as soon as you first. can. The fees start on the 1st. Mm-hmm. 
So they've got uh, between now and the 30th to do it, and that's when you should do it. Otherwise, the uh, the rewards will have a, a fee attached on the three three uh, passive rewards, three times three x. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's funds that you won't be able to use for a rebuy. So why not just go ahead and move the system over? I'm liking what they've done so far. Yeah. Uh, I noticed um, when I went into the back office today and I was looking at the documentation of what they were doing. Initially, I saw that some of the um, uh, memberships that I had purchased were missing. They, they weren't there. Well, you know what? They're all back today. I went back there and they've got, they got, instead of just showing you rewards, they show you the completed rewards now. Mm -hmm. from, from the time you signed on to the platform. Yeah. And then they show you the section is called the upgraded ones. Mm -hmm. The ones with what they do is they took all of the remaining rewards that were due that had not been completed through rebuys or whatever, and they converted them to the new system. So they have that section where they show those that, of where your funds are coming from. And then as you do your rebuys, they're showing all the new rebuys. So, so everything is segregated out. You can see everything from the, the beginning when you signed on the platform. Mm -hmm. So I can go all the way back to the initial May 9th and see our original purchases. And everything is there. It's documented right there. It goes up to the spot where we, we hadn't used all of the um, uh, rewards. It was about 50% through. And then they took those and they converted those to the part that we hadn't used to the new four-time system. And now that's what we're working off now. So they did a really good job. It's all documented. Yep. And, and I, I thought they were missing something. But no, they just hadn't got it completed yet. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so, looking at it right now and I see that they've added, they had unrealized and completed before. Now they've got upgraded in there as well. And um, right. it's nice to be able to look back and... You know, I find it interesting on my uh, my main account, the one that I build under, um, everything that I had uh, in there has already been paid back to me up through March 6th of this year. That's amazing. <laughs> That's well, the I, acceleration I, of the community rewards and having having some people that you've uh, shared it with. Um, right. It, you know, that really accelerates things. And that's something well, that people... Noticed need to look at and consider. I, I noticed a huge deposit of rewards today in, yeah. in one of my days. And they, that's where they are, you know, catching up with everything that isn't, hasn't been paid yet. Right. Uh, and I noticed that even though I initially was, was getting rewards on a daily basis, the number didn't make sense to me the way they were doing it. I didn't understand what they were doing yeah. because I thought that if I was getting 100 units a day, let's say, that was based on the three times reward platform. Well, what they did was is they, they wanted to start everybody anew in the new program. If you had not used up all your rewards on that membership, they then took the remaining rewards you had not used and converted that to the, the new uh, 2.0 system. Mm -hmm. I expected the 100 units to continue and just be adjusted maybe by 40% still getting 60% of the remaining amount. It, it doesn't work that way. And it wouldn't work that way. Now that I see what they're, what they're doing, they wanted to make sure everybody was on the same platform and it's just one calculation. So essentially it was like we, we went into the system twice. We went in when it was three X and then what wasn't used up in the three X, they just converted it to the new system 
And so there was a different reduction, but they're still giving us, it, it's they increased the amount of time for us. Do you notice that? Yeah. It's like the Yeah, Robert's ready to ask a question. <laughs> and now what I have now, Real quick. the remain will are based on a four time system. So that's, that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, Robert. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, I, I did sign up to switch over to the four times, you know, rebuy deal. Uh, so it should have gone through, but is there a place where I could click on, I'm on uh, hyperverse now. Is there a place I can click on that says, yes, you are now at this setting. If you click on membership. It'll only show the four X. If you've been up membership. It won't show the old membership in the upper right-hand corner. That's the easiest way. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, so I've been switched over. Okay, and I was pretty sure I had. I just wanted to verify. That verifies. Okay, gents, I'm good then. Thanks. You can also click up on the corner and go to um, records. Yeah. You know, you go to acquire membership area, and then there's this spot. Well, I guess they show everything right there. That's the way they show it to you. Mm -hmm. There's three different categories mm -hmm. now. So you can do. I've been following this pretty closely, taking screenshots and everything of all of the stuff to see what was going on where I could see the differences. And stuff I thought was missing is now all there. Mm -hmm. I just noticed that my rewards, my daily rewards, increased substantially too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the getting caught up. Yeah, well, mine was at 12375 hmm. I got wow. a... Um, yeah, with what you started with, it's a pretty nice number, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was just, uh, what was it, last May, I think? May, June? Yeah, Yeah, you got in May. You got in in May. Yeah, holy we got, smokes. We started, we started May 9th, not even a year yet. Yeah. That's coming up. Ooh. Ooh. And, I'm a wealthy uh, man. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you. Just wait. The way the system works. Now, the, you know, let me tell you what the sweet stuff for this is. With Andy's stuff coming out, we have an incredible platform now. When you take, when you use this system, the Hyperverse system, to protect your funds, and I really believe that the fact that these that the HU is not a coin, it's not a currency, it's it's a hyperfund unit mm -hmm. that reflects value equivalent for everyone is equivalent to a USDT, which is equivalent to whatever a US dollar is. So that takes five steps to convert that into fiat or whatever. Now, Andy's platform is going to allow you to uh, actually have access here in the U.S. Um, on an exchange basis. Uh, you're going to have you have two companies that he's bringing into play. The main company is called Luminaria Global. And if you want to see that site, you can go to luminariaglobal.com. And the services they provide over there, uh, it's, it's not exactly what he started with, but it's okay for today. In other words, where, where everything is going and where everything is happening, this is, this is where he intended to go, um, and this is where he's been led through all the changes. So it's, he's got uh, eight services over there right now, uh, crypto trading. So you're going to be able to, you got a complete trading platform over there, and you can be involved in a pool initially, and then as your volume of funds accumulates in that area, you can then switch from the pool account directly to a personal account. Uh, it's just a matter of volume. That's all that's required to make the change. They've got NFT trading over there. 
So you're going to be able to buy and sell NFTs if you want. They've got a crypto exchange over there uh, that's going to interface with their debit cards. So you're going to be able to acquire coins. You're going to be able to um, convert stuff from um, your Hyperverse account over there into that debit card system that he's got. Uh, he's got a complete online shopping platform that he's, he always wanted worldwide shopping. So you're going to have that through Hyperverse and you're going to have that available through Andy's platform as well. Now, Andy's platform, keep in mind, is his company's based in, in the UK. Uh, his banking services are based in Estonia. Um, there, there's no reporting here. Uh, he's Everything that we do is internal to the company. This is what Andy's philosophy has always been. So that it's their company transactions that happen back and forth. So if you're taking funds out and you're moving them into the currency system, you're probably going to have to do, you're going to have to do self-reporting because his view is, is that's not his job. That's your job. So everybody will be able to create the environment they want. So if you're a national and you're not going to pay taxes on any of this stuff, you, 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 it's set for you. You don't have to deal with any tax issues, stopping withholding or you know doing other things that, that maybe somebody's controlling what you have to do and then you got to file paperwork to get funds back. None of that's going to happen here. You know, the guy's been doing international business for a long time. He knows what he wants to do and how to do it. So he's finally getting all this stuff completed. Uh, not that a lot of people try to stop it, but um, especially the world situation. But he's just kept putting it together and kept on and kept on. So he's got the online shopping platform. He has an online casino if you want to do that. He's got Lotto. You're going to have access to all of the world Lotto programs. Now, that area is the only area that's going to be public because if you win anything in the, these kind of government-sponsored lottos, right, those are public. And those companies uh, are going to end up paying the government, whoever sponsored it, the, the, the government's going to take the hit off of there before you get your funds. Plus, it's going to be public. People will know that you got it. And so you're going to probably have to be in a taxable situation with that. Uh, they've got a raffle program, which is pretty cool. People like raffles. I, I know with that Hyperverse thing, look how many people got into that, uh, one of those Teslas. Yeah. I noticed that most of the things that they offered um, weren't fully subscribed, because they, so they couldn't do any drawings. But the Tesla was fully subscribed. And they had three different levels of Teslas. And uh, so the raffles are popular with people. And then a Kino. They have a Kino program over there that you can get involved in. Um, now, in addition to that, the card company is a separate company. It's called Simple Rich. And it offers a, a international debit card that you can acquire, and you can acquire three of them. They're, they're going to use a KYC on that. The only reason they want the KYC is they, they have to know they're dealing with a real person. And you can get three cards. They're master cards. They each have a a $2,000 a day spend limit on them. Um, and these programs are membership-related programs. They are not MLM, and they are not... Um, uh, they're a direct commission kind of program. In other words, you can talk about money there. And he was giving us an example. He was showing us that if you brought in two people into the Luminaria Global Program, and they brought in two, and they brought in two, and two, you know, you just brought in two. Your first year commissions on the deal are 
And that's just bringing two people and not bringing anybody else yourself. They can run the kind of numbers and they can show you the volume that you can get out of this. That's incredible. Now, is that possible? I think it is. And I'll tell you why I think it is. Because people are doing this stuff already now. And this platform they put it together is incredible. And that debit card also has got a commission attached to it. It's got a wholesale deal where you can also do bring in two people, you get your cards, and then, you, you know, you get to the wholesale basis. So you have a card you can give somebody right away. You get a sample card and another card, and you refer two people on that one. And that's a compensationable thing, too. Those are annual renewable fees. So you know you're going to make those every single year, whatever you brought in. And everything's accountable. It's He's got the whole... Everything we've asked for where you can see every person that came onto the platform and who brought them on and how many what levels they're at and and um, All the transactions uh, he's got a very simple you can follow all the funds and where the commissions came from everything But again, it's not an MLM uh, and it's not a um, It's just a direct a direct commission kind of fill a one level every you're only getting commissions based on a one level deal but they're renewable and I don't have all the details on it yet, but I'm very excited because people in the United States, look at how many people that we brought into Hyperverse. And the big question is, well, where can I get my funds? <laughs> um, if I want to get um, USDT, how can I do that? This does it all for you. You can use your debit card, credit card to acquire whatever you want. You can go through their exchange and convert it back into banking system. He's got it all done. That's the advantage of working with Andy is, is he know, understands all this stuff in great detail because he's been working with it for years now. And um, I'm very excited. I think people that are going to be involved with Hyperverse are going to want to be able to contribute additional funds. We've seen that happen. People have come in with uh, a minimum amount and maybe referred a person or two. Uh, but after that, all of a sudden, my gosh, they have all kinds of funds that they want to put in here and they need to acquire the USDT. They'll be able to do that really easily here now. Fantastic. We have a win-win system. We have a system here. I, I, I can't think, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. You know, people want to have different sources of income. Here it is. You can get a, a, a level source of income through the Luminaria Global Program, and you can get a source of income by just offering people the debit card so that they can actually do that. Now, Rubylux, what happened to Rubylux? Well, what he's done with Rubylux is he's working with a guy by the name of Ojas who uh, worked for, I think it's Goldman Sachs. I think that's the name of it. He was there, he was in charge of their trading for many years. He left and has been doing it. He's been handling everything. So what he's done with Rubylux, which we're not going to use anymore, he's taken the funds that we paid into Rubylux and they put it into this the global pool trading program based upon the value that you paid. So 80% of whatever you paid in there has already been trading for you. Now listen, they're trading in Bitcoin. All the trades have been positive. You can go in there, if you have a Rubylux account, you can go to each one of those accounts. You can see the actual trades that they've already done. They haven't posted the April results yet, but they're paying you in Bitcoin. The trading is in Bitcoin, not dollars. So they've been doing a five or six percent monthly uh, trade on this thing, and you can remove those funds if you want to. 
you can take them out now. You can't take out the, the uh, total amount you paid, but you will be able to do that uh, within a year. You, know, you can stop the trading and you can just take the funds out if you want. But I wouldn't do that. I would just let it run. It's not costing you anything and they're paying you in Bitcoin. Why is that important? Because Bitcoin is valuable. If you get a if you get a tenth of a, a return on a dollar, what do you got? If you get a tenth of a return on Bitcoin, what do you got? What's the price of Bitcoin right now? What's one percent of that? <laughs> it, it adds up. That's why they wanted to use Bitcoin over there for all this stuff. Because when you get a tenth of a percent there, you you convert that into your currency. That's a big difference. You could be a ten to one or a fifteen to one difference in return. And then you can compound it. You can just let it ride and let it accumulate and just let it sit there and keep growing. He showed us, he put in, um, I think, 11 Bitcoin or something like that. And just within a few months, he's already earned two and a half Bitcoin. Well, how much is that? What's it, 40,000? Two, two, two and a half times 40,000? About 100 grand. Yeah. Yeah. You could Not live bad. on that, couldn't you? <laughs> Not bad at all. You know, and you think about the number of people that are coming into Hyperverse right now and have all these other crypto programs out there. And they all have the same problem. They all need a debit card system that they can count on. And that's easy to use and doesn't have extensive reporting. Now, everybody and your brother who says, no, I don't want to come into Hyperverse. I got this better deal. Well, you don't have a better deal on a debit card. You get the crypto.com debit card and it's hard to get your funds out of there. It's hard to make your transfers if you're going through Square and, and uh, Coinbase and um, what's the other one? Gemini, uh, some of the biggies. Are you dealing with any of those people? You have trouble and you've got all these blocks in your way because somebody's trying to sign off and manage what, where your funds are going. You just don't have that here. And you don't have it here because Andy knows what he's doing and he knows where the roadblocks are and that's what he's, he's set up to solve. So, I mean... This is this is incredible. This is going to make our hyperverse uh, uh, organization really grow because they have 30 million people in here, you guys. They're just starting, so they got what a million or so. 30 million. Yeah. yeah. You got to get your funds out of the system. You're already hearing this coming from all the major prognosticators that you've always heard. Go buy bonds and and you know go go invest in the dollar. They're all beginning to say, get your money out of out of dollars. I've been saying this for years. That's why I quit my financial practice. I can't tell people to put money in dollars because <laughs> it's going to go bye-bye. People have short memories. They, they, you know, this it's just like the the frog that's sitting in a in a can of, a pan a pan of water. You keep turning the heat up little by little by little. They keep tolerating it, tolerating it, tolerating, it, and then fine. You know, the frog dies. He gets cooked. Well, that's what's happening with our financial system. They keep turning the heat up. Now they want to go global, right? Now they want to control everything that you're spending. Well, here's an answer to that. And when they close the banks down and they do other things, you're going to still be able to maintain the value that you have with Hyperverse because it's not considered money. They can't grab it. But why is that good? Well, because... It, we're part of a $10 billion conglomerate. This is not the kind of thing 
where somebody is taking your funds and telling you that they're doing trading and they really aren't, or they're going to create this fancy whiz-bang environment that everybody's going to get extremely wealthy and everybody's excited and then you chase everybody like an MLM and you put your funds in and the funds immediately get dispersed to all these different people. And they, they say that they try to build the product and, you know, maybe they make it and maybe they don't. You're just not going to have those kind of risks here anymore. And that's what we've wanted all along. Hey, John, did uh, Andy give you an idea when he expects to get things rolling on this? He's rolling now. I mean, you can see the Luminaria Global, right? Yeah, but as far uh, as people being able to actually sign up and get started? Imminently here. This is not going to be a long-term situation. He's, yeah, I'm guessing within the next 30 days or so. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure of it because, you know, this is what about Andy. You know, we don't hear from him for a long time because he doesn't have anything new to say. Now all of a sudden he calls us and says, "Look what I got," and we're already we got the banking license. It's already being done. We're doing the tests on everything right now. Kathy and I are supposed to get some debit cards so that we can do the test. And after that test, if everything goes straight, then it's it's going to open up. Cool. This is going to make a big difference for a lot of people. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, doing the HyperPay system, a HyperPay wallet, that's a really neat little wallet. And uh, But again, it's a little more difficult for people to use than this system is going to be for them to use. This is going to be much easier. And Especially the if it's web-based and, and not on an app, per se, that you can you know get on it with your computer and manage it. That's the one thing I'm hoping that HyperPay eventually will do is set up it. So you can do it on your on your computer. Yeah. Well, you know, all these people around the world, they all use phones. They don't use computers. Yeah, especially those of us that are getting older and whatnot, the bigger the screen, the better. You know, I can do it on my oh, yeah. iPad Pro that has a 12-inch screen, but I'd rather, you know, sit down at my computer with 27 inches. <laughs> yeah, that's my, my idea. And mouse. Well, at least a good-sized laptop screen. You know, that's yeah. that's what I like. Mm-hmm. So that's all. That's all uh, going. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yep. He said we can start talking about it. That's the one thing he didn't want anybody. He didn't want to start talking about stuff until he had stuff ready. Right. And and so now he's, he's, re- he's the proverbial duck. <laughs> Calm on the surface, but paddling like crazy underneath. You know. <laughs> and. Uh, what i like about that guy can't wait we'll have to get him on the show once he's ready to roll things out and have him give us the whole lowdown yeah why not if you'll do it he doesn't really like done it in the past so i'm hoping we can get him back on again yeah well yeah i like to get him on too yeah because he's the guy that put it together he understands the whole thing yeah get it from the horse's mouth and uh but what he's showing us is very nice i like what he's doing Mm -hmm. and uh I, th- I think uh, the fact that we are, oh, listen, you guys, you're getting it at the very beginning of his company. It's not like you're going to be able to, and they're going to be able to go out and they're going to be able to find something similar next door or the guy down the street or anything. The debit card is opening up. You're going to be able to actually give this debit card to people in North America first. That means Canada, Mexico. North America. Anything is classed as North America, 
that's where it's being opened now. There is nobody else that has what he's put together here. It may look like it, but I know it isn't because I know Andy and I know Andy's experience and I know Andy's involvement with international trading and banking. And um, what they put together is incredible. The, the guy Ogis is trading. I've been hearing about him now for several years because we know other people that work with him. And uh, they have done exceedingly well. Exceedingly well on a continuous basis. And people there are going to be able to park some funds if they want to. And it's not the DeFi system. It's the conventional system that they're working in, but they're using crypto to do it, primarily Bitcoin. But he's got a whole list of coins you can get access to that you can. I mean, he's got everything in there you need. He's got every every USDT variation in there. He's got Litecoin in there. He's got Monero in there. He's got Bitcoin, um, a whole list of stuff. Of, of the different people that are involved in the exchanges. And since they're running the whole thing, uh, he's keeping an eye on it, and I, I look for good things from it. I think it's just going to make a huge difference for people now. It's just going to be, you're going to be able to move transparency from the HU uh, hyperfund, uh, hyperverse units into the exchange, either Andes or, or who, and from there you're going to be able to move anything you want, anywhere you want to put it. Do you know if um, his system will accept uh, MOF directly? I mean, uh, yeah, I do. He does not have MOF coin listed. He's got USDT TRC20. Okay. He's got ERC20. He's got a whole range of coins where most people are, are going to be able to exchange one to the other. They can use his exchange. You can use the WHO exchange to convert it to that. And then, you know, if you got USDT, you can go anywhere with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of been Hyperverse's philosophy, too. Mm -hmm. The MOF coin is okay on their trading platforms, but uh, it, is, it is a coin owned by, by them, and that's why it's so easy for us to get into the secondary markets. Yep. That's the main point. That's why I want to be with a $10 billion global company that actually owns us as an entity, and we're there facilitating our transfers. That's a big difference than just, you know, going up and finding some exchange you sign up with and you get a debit card from somebody else. And it's just like BitPay. I don't know if you remember when BitPay came out, it was going to be the first coin that could accept Bitcoin. Well, it worked until it didn't. Yeah. And then there's, it was frustrating. So they were selling, or selling cards to people and sometimes it worked for somebody and sometimes it didn't. <clears throat> recently i saw a guy that was using bitcoin he, he had great success with it but it didn't start that way it was pretty rocky mm -hmm. we don't we, we don't want any rockies we, we've done enough rockies over this time period <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> don't remind me <laughs> but i really like the trading stuff he's doing because we don't have to be involved in it and, yeah. and you you got for you top people um, if you want to park some funds over there, great. I think you're going to have a good success. I just don't think it's going to be a problem. Even when you had that big drop on Bitcoin, they made money on that deal too. Ogis is a really experienced guy at doing this. And I've seen other people park in a bunch of coins and they've been with him for a long time. The thing about his system is, is that you have to leave the funds in there. If you put funds in there, you're going, they're going to be in there for a while but you can always take all the trading stuff out. 
But if you let him have it for a while, um, you're getting paid in Bitcoin, not dollars. And that makes a huge difference on the actual value of what you're getting for it. While the percentages don't seem so, as high or out of line, and that's what he's counting on, the value of the underlying asset has a substantially high value. And so even little bits of Bitcoin turn into big bits of currencies for other that you can exchange them into. Oh, yeah. That's, that's exciting. You know, USDT is always going to be pegged to a dollar, right? So if you're earning Bitcoin, you're, you're getting a leverage of whatever the value is between USD, USDT and one Bitcoin, which can be like a 400% difference. That's incredible. So it's exciting. Mm -hmm. So anyways, anybody out there have any questions about Hyperverse or, or what where we're going with all these these platforms that are going to benefit nationals and U.S. citizens? You can be either one to be in here. Uh, what's the advantage of being a national? Well, you don't have to worry about a tax situation. That's what. Unless you get into the public lottos. They're going to take that money out of there whether you like it or not. Can I give you a question on Luminaria Global? Sure. Yeah, uh, two questions. Do you know what the commission is for selling the debit cards? And number two, how much uh, how much does it cost uh, to get to get the debit card? I don't have all the details on it yet, but it's not going to be um, out of line. Andy's making this available to everybody. Everybody will be able to do it, even the people that. Um, don't have any money. So it's not going to be you. high. You bet. As soon as we get all those details, I'm waiting for all of that. He's given me a copy of his proposed um, um, payment system and how the whole thing works. But uh, I don't think he's talking more than a couple hundred bucks. That includes your the wholesale uh, cards that you can uh, give to somebody else. And then that's a direct sale. And uh, that's why they can actually talk about the money, because we're dealing in we're dealing in value, and we can talk about it. And since it's not MLM or any kind of a network program, it's just a direct affiliate, and you're only getting paid one level, but you're getting a discounted thing that you can sell to somebody else for the retail value, and you get the spread, and then they turn around and they do the same thing. And so. Um, that's why it's not an MLM kind of program. But is it, it isn't a direct affiliate, and there is a, there is a compensation package that goes with it. But you're not limited either. You can you can go out there and find everybody that's doing um, a crypto program ABC, and all of those people need a debit card. Well, you can you're going to be able to offer that debit card to all those people. And if they want to take advantage of using Luminary Global's exchange and trading platform. They can do it, and it'll be an annually renewable. You're going to know exactly what your amount you've received, where it came from, and every year they renew it because there's a, like a membership fee to be there, and that's what you get paid. But the value that the way Andy's creating is, is that the ongoing renewal of the membership is going to be more than compensated by the, the commissions and the value that you're going to get within the system. And that way you're not going to have to worry too much about um, – not being able to renew your cards and stuff. You know, John, if you got a question, go ahead. Uh, come on in. You have to unmute. 
Oh, John. <laughs> well, let's see. Somebody MN, I can't see the name, also had their hand up. You guys don't have to put your hands up. Just come on in and ask a question. Well, I got one more one more question I would have for, um, have for you. So you're going to have to already be in electronic money. There's not going to be a way to use dollars or anything to get into this. Yeah, or you can. Print, yeah, you can use your debit out. card or credit card. Existing you ones. Bet. Okay, got it. Thanks. That's another thing that we like about it is yeah. because it you can you can come in with dollars or euros or whatever your currency is right now and acquire the system and you know then turn around and be able to offer it to other people. That's always been the biggest pitfall and, and stumbling block for people is not having any crypto. How do you get it in the first place? And this eliminates that problem. You just come in with your debit card. Yeah, that's nice. Or the credit card, you know. Oh, yeah, either one. Want to put your existing ones. See, I personally don't use debit cards. I don't like debit cards. I only use credit cards. Debit cards don't have a lot of good values to them, and you you you've got more risk yourself to the system. Use credit to credit. You're always spending the credit, but then you can take the value that you have stored someplace else and pay off the credit when you need to. Mm -hmm. So you have a constantly renewing system, especially people that are being attacked by. Um, um, tax agencies or other people trying to reach into their bank accounts to take funds for some reason. Uh, you're spending credit and then you have your other funds secured and you just make one transfer to move those funds from that point to another point. I love it being sitting here in HU and then being able to convert that to MOF and then being able to convert that to USDT and instantly transfer that to take care of the to dollars to take care of the uh, payment on the credit card. It, it's so much safer. Also, you can actually have a check sent directly to, from government agencies or others, directly to your credit card account. Did you know that? That's a fantastic That's cool. way to protect it. Yes, it's very cool. And if that bank won't accept it, well, I don't know why they wouldn't, but it's just an electronic funds transfer right so uh, I know people that are doing it they've been doing it for quite a while but see we had to have ways to protect our funds so somebody couldn't get in between them so like social security funds yeah, they're not supposed to be able to take social security funds out of your account but they do they get a withhold order and the bank says well I got to send the funds you're gonna have to deal with the IRS or yada 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 not really the, the bank is actually responsible for that but if it's credit Guess who's first in line to collect those those monies? The bank that has the credit that you owe to pay off, right? So if you're transferring funds over there, you can't be they can't be grabbed by anybody because the bank's going to take them first to pay off that that credit card. Debit card doesn't have the same um, uh, rules associated with fraud, and uh, you've got to catch the fraud very quickly with a with a debit card. You know, only a couple days. Uh, however, there's no limit on the uh, catching the fraud on a credit card. And sometimes the credit cards also offer insurance on product purchases and things like that that go beyond the manufacturer's warranty, but the debit cards don't. So that's why I only use credit cards. Makes sense. Yeah. Might as well. Yep. Other than that, we are 
we pretty much covered everything I have to talk about today. So if you yeah. want to get into something else, do that. Or Let me see if anybody else has now, any questions. Now, on your credit cards, there is that little thing uh, called interest. Not if you pay it every no, month. No, there isn't. Not if you pay it off. Okay. All right. And as a percentage, what would you say the population does do that? <laughs> a small percentage, I would imagine. Well, if you're going to be working here with us, you're going to be paying it off every all the time. You're not going to be. Listen, anybody that comes here and just sits here and doesn't take advantage of what you don't need a job, man. You can travel around the country offering people, showing them what you can do here with this debit card and mm. system, this trading system. You've mm. got one of the top people in the world that's running the trading platform. If you want to do trading, I'm not a trader. I'm never going to do it myself. The guy's a master. You don't even know hear about him because it's a private. He works with private clients. We know about him because some of our people have been working with him for a long time. And Andy made a deal. I mean, this is this is not. We're 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 very lucky to be dealing with the people we've been dealing with, frankly, this last year or so. Andy drove us all nuts because he doesn't communicate a lot, but he doesn't he doesn't have a lot to say at some point. But when he does, all of a sudden he's got this website shows up. This is a really nice web, very clean, very professional. Some of his prior websites weren't so hot. That's because he was never able to fully complete them. COVID really threw him for a loop, man. It cost him a ton of money. All the money he put out to start his uh, his programs all went up in smoke. Well, as soon as after COVID happened, you know, yeah. all the programmers that got paid for delivered product. COVID and his gold. And he had, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was a serious. He could have died from that one. He could have died. He right had there. COVID. No, no. He had a, oh. a his gallbladder had become the size of a baseball, and Ooh. all of a sudden, yeah. it, all of a sudden, it. Ex I'm saying it were exploded. I don't know that it was torn, but excruciating pain, and his system was was shutting down. He had a problem. They had to rush him into emergency surgery and get that puppy out of there. And mm. then uh, he thought he was going to be back at the office on Monday. <laughs> Kathy says, no, he's not. <laughs> it's going to be a while because she's gone through that. She ended up in the hospital, went in for some problem, uh, woke up days later, didn't realize that she'd been out so long, didn't have a gallbladder anymore. Changes everything. Changes your food, everything. Oh, yeah. Can't store bile anymore. Need to have digestive enzymes every meal. <laughs> All kinds yeah. of stuff. You really can't tolerate fats. Yep. Gallbladder is very important to digestion. Yeah. Very. Yes. That's very. Our, our enzymes are referred to as gallbladder in a bottle. They actually have ox bile in them, and they're fantastic for people who don't have gallbladders. Really? Yep. That's cool. Uh, Kathy doesn't have a gallbladder. I didn't realize that. Goodness. And that's something she could probably do without, you know, it's not going to interfere with anything else. Uh, yeah, we should look at that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Cool. All righty.
I think this is going to be great. I yeah. think this is just really going to be of a. See, you, we may be doing a hyperverse and things that we're doing, but this is going to be available to the masses with the luminary thing for the average person if they want to tiptoe into the crypto area and they want to do some trading. A lot of people wanted to get into the NFT thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan, but I don't mind selling a program that allows them to participate Yep. in an easy manner. You know, if they like it, that's great. I, I mean, I'm seeing what some people are paying for some of this stuff. I just can't believe it. <laughs> really, it's amazing. It is. It is. Although the NFT technology is really good because that's going to be very, very great for educational uh, information. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all well, based, based on also, blockchain. Yeah. Something else I found out. You know, I always had the opinion, erroneously, that when you had a Trezor or a KeepKey or any of these um, uh, offline wallets, that that wallet was actually um, our coins were in there. Mm-mm. It's not coins that are way. on the chain. It's just the keys. So so is your key on the chain. I found out, and I'm going to be doing this because I'm having a problem with my KeepKey. So I all found out that you can restore. I can take my key from the keep key and, and I can go to a resort and it, it brings the coins back. Yeah. I saw something about that here recently. And uh, I think I sent you a link to the video on that. Maybe that's where it came from. I can't remember where I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. I, I think you put it in uh, telegram last week. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be so, worth a try. Oh, I'm Yeah. I, I want to do that because I'm not happy with Shapeshift. They're not really trying to help me uh, get this thing back, get it squared away. And I, I didn't really realize that the Bitcoin addresses have changed and a lot of these wallets don't recognize the the what they call a legacy address. You've got to use an online wallet uh, or one of these uh, um, hardware wallets that will recognize the prior addresses. Because I've noticed that people... Well, we were sending funds back and forth to Terrence, for example. Mm-hmm. He was always giving us a legacy address, and I could never get the funds to transfer to that legacy address. We had to convert it to USDT, transfer the funds, and then he could do whatever he wanted with it at that point. But, um, man, the technology is moving really fast. Yeah. And speaking fast of NFTs, looks like that's where Super One is headed into. That's that's what they did, and you know, I'm really disappointed in that. But I'm also understand what they're doing. Those guys with the artwork and they're playing cards for all of these, all the stuff that they're handling. It was really a good move for them. They had exclusive art. They had exclusive mm. contracts. For example, they went all the way back on the NF, NFL, and all of the the cards. You know, for the players in the history, yeah, that gave them a hundred thousand pieces of stuff to sell, just based on the mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. And then when you put in baseball and you put in all these other things and the, the the artwork that these guys are producing, you know, digital artwork is pretty cool. Oh, I used to yeah. do when I first started using screensavers. I was seeing all this space art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really impressed with what they could do with it. I had a friend yeah, that yeah, used but... to be big into that stuff. Back in the nineties, he was producing graphics on his computer that were just unreal space stuff. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. 
But you see, he couldn't protect it. Yeah. Now, with the NFT technology, he can protect it. It can be a one of a kind. So I used to buy uh, art. It was done through a um, a group thing. They'd send me a catalog every every month, and there would all be these different artists that would have mm-hmm. number prints, screen prints, and stuff. Yep. And I would find an artist I liked or what they were producing, and I would buy those things because they'd only make maybe they made uh, 200 copies of that piece on a screen print or something. Right. And you can buy that. And after that, they, they deface it, and there's no more going to be sold. It's the same idea, only now they're doing it on an electronic basis. Mm-hmm. And with the blockchain, just like all these artists can now begin to protect all of their original art, all of their original songs, we can protect escrow deals. We can protect any kind of contract uh, on the NFT technology. It's not fungible. You can't change it. And that's why this why it became such a good deal for them because they have incredible artwork that's associated with their with their game. They're still bringing the game out, and I, that's what I'm waiting for. I haven't been paying attention to it. It's just it's just too much to pay attention to when they keep changing. Yeah, stuff it up. is, and it's uh, it, uh, it looks like they've gotten away completely from the games with emails that I get. Well, they haven't. That's still coming. Mm. It's, it's a big part of it. Listen, people mm. like to play games, man. I think they're going to have an incredible uh, product when they finally get get going where they're going. But um, in the meantime, if I had just sat over there waiting for Super 1 to get its act together, uh, we would have missed out on Hyperverse altogether. The fortunate thing was we got into Super 1 because that's how we met Amanda. Hmm. And if we hadn't done that, yeah. we would never have met Amanda. And life would not be as beautiful as it is. Absolutely correct. The thing, the thing that's really advantageous is we've made so many mistakes, not intentionally, but and it's been very costly, but we've learned from them. Yep. And because we've learned and gotten in and made those mistakes, although it was gut-wrenching, <laughs> scary, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just like, you know, all of a sudden, if I had had the problem with my keep key uh, before, before Super 1, before uh, this other, I'd be panicking. I, I'm not concerned at this moment. I know there's a way to resolve the issue. I'm going to yeah. find the way to resolve the issue. But I've got, with Hyperverse, I'm going to be able to do much more than I did with whatever Bitcoin was. Because it's, you know, see, the thing is, is that as it matures and all these other things coming out, you've got DeFi systems, uh, you've got the NFT technology coming out, you've got the, the coin swap so they can swap on different chains. With all these new changes in the technology, Bitcoin wasn't the leading factor anymore. It, it's still Bitcoin. It's still limited. It's still what it is. But you're seeing the rate of return on that kind of an asset lengthen. It's still going to get where it's going to go because it's the only one that's not owned or controlled by anybody, and it's a total limited supply. You can't change it. And that's why it is so, it's such a good asset to hold for the long term. Yep. It doesn't matter if it takes 20 years to get you know to a trillion dollars. It's still going to go there. Mm-hmm. And it's still an asset that you it's going to have value all the way through. And convertible to anything else you want to use it for. So just like Michael Saylor says, you never want to sell your Bitcoin. Now, I've been forced to liquidate some. But, you know, I was, was just the cost of trying to stay in this business. 
But I'm certainly glad I've done that. I've gotten rid of all of my licenses. I don't have anything in the system anymore. They can't bother me. They can't hassle me over any of this stuff anymore. And um, I'm glad to be done with it. Because I just don't want the dollar. I just don't want it. Right. And getting yeah. to the point, it, 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 we're re reaching the point where we don't even need it anymore. There are so many you things don't. now that you can just do in crypto from start to finish. that You can bypass mm -hmm. the dollar altogether. And it's safer to do so because yeah. that dollar has, has an adhesion contract in it. The Ron McDonald wrote a little book called They Own It All, Including You. And oh, while yeah. and the book isn't perfect, he does a really good job to show that the authorities dealing with doctors were actually going after him based on adhesion of the fact that they used the currency. Uh, it's, it's quite stunning. And uh, it opened up a whole lot of ideas. He was able to really work with them because he called himself uh, an Indian uh, lawyer. He was involved with some Indian tribes and stuff. Uh -huh. Based on what he knew and land issues and other things, he was able to get in there and help this doctor resolve those issues and get away from it. And that's what that's what, that's what he ended up with the book. So if, if you want to read something that's not a hard read and it's kind of short, but it gives you a good idea of how you're tied into the system just because you use their currency. Yeah, I've got a copy of it around here somewhere. Yeah, it's in uh, Joyce Riley show years ago while he was still yeah. with us. Well, he was also on Republic Broadcasting quite often. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, another fellow was Peter Neese, who uh, was an expert in the Uniform Commercial Code. Hmm. And I knew that was important, although I, Peter was always talking at a level. He couldn't seem to get down to the level of a common man. When he used the term condition precedent, you know, he actually told me one time, he says, I'm not going to tell you anything more. You're not worthy of it. <laughs> <laughs> How nice. We're going to yeah, keep us, us by high-level people. <laughs> I just said, screw you. I said, you know, I'm going to find out one way or the other. If you don't want to tell me, I'll find out later. I don't care what you do. Yep. But, um, but now I understand what they were talking about. It took a while to figure it out. And Joyce Rosenblum was another one that was great. She died. She did something that was really interesting. When she was driving, um, I don't know where she was particularly, but uh, she was in kind of a public park area. May have been up there by the Grand Canyon or maybe over in California. I think she lived in California. Anyway, a deer jumped out in front of her and damaged her car. Hmm. She went to the state and told them that, and sent them the bill to repair the car. <laughs> and... and, and uh, they paid it because yeah, you said you're claiming state property, you know, they, uh, that was their deer, their mm -hmm. deer damaged her car and they paid it. Shoot. She also did something else too. When she, she, you know, cause she drove without a license and all that stuff. And she understood that the uniform commercial code really well, along with Peter. But, um, she also did something that we don't talk about much. I'm beginning to talk more about it is that when we start making these changes and we and we file these documents, we need to get our information in the NCIS database. That's where it needs to be. Because that's an international database. And that, uh, yes, that's a good point. Right, because when you're, especially when you're going from state to state, mm -hmm. I don't have the time nor the money nor the inclination to notice every single state. Yeah. 
going to notice the local, local ones because we got to deal with them. But then I want them to put that information into the NCIS database. So if I get stopped over in Louisiana, right, mm-hmm. they're going to look it up and they're going to see that I'm not to be messed with. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, um, and every state system cross-checks with N- NCIS. And then for those who don't know, NCS is the National Crime Information Center. And here in Ohio, we have the LEAD system, Law Enforcement Emergency or Automated Data System. And uh, when, some, when a police officer stops somebody, they run a driver's license or social or whatnot, name and date of birth, any one of those things, they can do a uh, search through LEADs in Ohio, and it automatically... Uh, links through uh, NCIS and, or NCIC, excuse me, and uh, basically anything that comes up nationwide. You know, I, I used to get hits. You know, so and so has a traffic warrant out of uh, New Jersey. Well, they're too far away. We're not going to mess with it, kind of thing. But um, you know, it would come up, and you'd hear all kinds of information. So if NCIC has um, your status updated in it. That should clear up a whole lot of things. You know, you could literally drive around with impunity with just your uh, uh, passport card. And then they wouldn't have to look at the pass system or whatever it's called. It would automatically be in the ones that they check with the, you know, driver's license, name, and DOB, and that stuff. That's so how does, the private, how does the private citizen, or the private, excuse me, how does the national get it into their system? That's a good question. John was just saying we need to do it. (laughs) Nobody's figured out how to do it yet because I don't think anyone's thought of it yet. Um, Well, we're just going to have to tell our local authorities to do it. I'm I'm quite sure our local authorities can do it. Yeah. That and and NCIC is run by the FBI. So ideally, you would notify the uh, director of the FBI and say that you would like to have this in your any any. Uh, individual file, including uh, automated data systems such as NCIC. And so, well, that's right, how, right. So include that in there. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Yeah. Thank you. No, we got to do that. Who asked the question? Who was that asking the question? That was Nastasia. Me, Nastasia. Oh, okay. John. How are you? Nastasia, I don't see you anymore. You don't come to our meetings. I'm going to have to, I'll fill you in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Miss right. you. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying send a copy of the affidavit along with the letter saying, I want this listed in the national database NCIC to the FBI director, the guy in D.C.? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Oh, okay. Okay. And will they be obliged to do that just because you sent it to them? They should. You'd think that sending it to the Secretary of State would be sufficient, but I've come to believe that that's not the case because there are states out there that are – arguing heavily against your ability to travel through them uh, if you're not, you know, in the licensing system. And I want to get mm. all of that stuff. I, I, I'm using other entities to do it anyway. So uh, the fact that I have a license through South Dakota and I'm registered in Colorado and all this kind of stuff, I don't own that that uh, tr- conveyance. I don't own that truck, that pickup truck. That's owned by another entity. So if they take it, then I am the manager of that entity. I can just go down and recover my stolen property from them. And that that came about because of my uh, interaction with a very violent traffic stop that I had. And uh, having to pay thousands of dollars to get access to my, all my goods were stolen anyway, too, as well. 
But rather than go fight and take the time to go after these guys at the time and trouble, I just kept moving on and uh, figured out how to go around that system. And so um, Joyce, it always stuck in my head what Joyce said about this because nobody ever talks about that system. And I think that's really the answer where we want to be because uh, that interfaces with Interpol too, doesn't it? I would not be surprised in this day and age. It didn't back when I was on the job, but by now it probably does. I would, yeah, with this I would think. System. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought it was NCIS, and I guess that's, <laughs> that's the to That's on TV. It's NCIC, yeah. National Crime Information Center. Okay. Yeah. I thought she said NCIS myself. Now, that's Naval anyway, Criminal Investigation Service. And I guess she was talking to the Department of Transportation guy, and she was laying it on the line back then. This was this was back in the early uh, '80s, and she was kind of yelling at him, saying, "Look, you cannot convert a privilege—I uh, mean, a right—into a privilege, which is what you're doing." Yeah. You know, and uh, it it took her only a phone call. She didn't have to do it. She didn't have to file any paperwork back then. Now you got to make sure you dot your eyes, cross your t's, and get it all—you know notated in, in your files and all these different places. And uh, and then once that's done, we shouldn't have any trouble anywhere in, on the planet. You would think. Yeah. Well, they're going to know where you're at. I don't care if you take your battery out of your phone. They're still gonna, there's still something in there that beeps when you walk through a, the right, right spot. Ah, but not with Volta Wireless. <laughs> well... You know that. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry, I'm so glad you said that, uh, Jim. Uh, I looked at that website. The only reservation I have is: Are we sure? In other words, they use uh, AT and T and Verizon towers. Is that correct? They use the networks, but the networks feed information through their data center, and their data center is totally dumb. In other words, right. they plan it. You know, they don't have any information on you. Therefore, they can't provide any information on you. you know, right. When I right. signed that, up, I sense. didn't put, I gave them a, a, an email address mm-hmm. and one that I haven't used for much of anything. And that's the only, <laughs> pretty much the only thing I use it for is for Volta. And the right. only reason they had anything on me was when I asked for a, a physical SIM, they had to have an address to send it to. But if I gotcha. had done with one of the eSIMs, they wouldn't have anything but a, but a debit card number and an email address. That's great. That wasn't really my question. My question is, I may be moving to a very remote rural area where my current provider T-Mobile doesn't get to. Will that be a problem or not with Volta? They use T-Mobile and AT&T to my understanding, which is pretty good coverage between the two of them. And the system will automatically pick up whatever is available in in that area. And so far, I've been running on, on my iPhone 8. I'm still waiting for my number to be ported over because for some reason Spectrum's not letting go of it and I haven't had a chance to ask them. They can they can just take it after seven days, which they should be doing soon. Um, mm. But basically I've had good coverage everywhere I've gone with my iPhone. Uh, I check it mm. and it'll, it'll, one, one minute it'll say AT&T, the next it'll say T-Mobile. But uh, I always have plenty of bars. Mm. But uh, you know, okay. in Ohio I've got okay. pretty good coverage most places, but... Uh, you know, okay. get out somewhere else, it's, it can get be up in the air at that point. I also want to bring up another point about the phones because, you know, I just lost all of my data from my phone. Uh, 1,500 names and addresses and things from years back and 
the software that I supposedly was using is not working the way it's supposed to, so i got to try to contact that company and see if I can get their assistance. But the point is, I had to go buy another phone. The phone I wanted to get was a new one. That, uh, it was a Samsung uh, 13A, I believe, which is a new phone. And um, it's got all the features, but I don't ever pay a lot of money for phones. I mean, I can't believe $2,000 phones. People are buying those things left and right, iPhones and stuff, and even Samsungs. But um, I was able to get one. I went to Costco to get it. Nope, they couldn't process it. It wouldn't go through. I went to T-Mobile and asked for it. They said, well, we don't have that phone. Um, but they do the most Samsung stuff, but they don't have the phone, right? So I went to Best Buy just on a hunch. And they have all the they have all these unlocked phones sitting there. You can use any chip. There you go. So the guy said, uh, you know, all I need is your chip out of your phone and, and uh, you know, it'll work. Well, it didn't. Uh, it turned out that... The, they use a rail now for, for your chip. It's not like you, you open up the back of the foam and you stick it into the slot back there. It's got a little thing that comes out the side. Yeah. You lay the chip, you stick it in, right? Yeah, it well, was the wrong size. Positions. No, it wasn't the wrong size. It was the wrong wrong spot on the on the rail. Uh. And then when you moved it, so I ended up going to T-Mobile anyway, and they looked at it and just said, um, you know, I'm going to change your chip. This is a... This is uh, the old chip, and we're going to give you the new chip that does 5G down for whatever you need. And they just switched it out, and boom, the phone was running operational. I mean, mm-hmm. just that fast. And I got the phone I wanted, and I didn't pay an arm and a leg for the price of the phone. You know, I, if I got to pay more than 300 bucks for the phone, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I just I just bought an iPhone 13 Pro from Apple, and I got it directly from them, so it was unlocked. And I just took my uh, SIM out of my other phone, dropped it into this one, and boom, it was up and running just like original. Um, the only downside is now, you know, in May they're going to be Volta's going to have their own uh, Androids that they're producing uh, in their system that are going to be totally de-Googleized. Um, start to finish, and they're going to have their own app store that all the apps on there are de-googled. And, uh, expensive? What's that? Will the phones be expensive? From There's Volta? two models right now, 499 and 699 And the 699 one, I think, has some... I haven't looked at it real close, but I think it's supposed to be something that works good with um, uh, phone or uh, crypto wallets and stuff. So i got to check oh. into that. But uh, once I get my driveway taken care of, I'm going to pre-order one of those and uh, get on the list. But uh, then I'll have mm-hmm. to figure out. I'll probably just put my iPhone on, uh, you know, somewhere for sale. But uh, the old iPhone 8 still works just fine. And, you know, the, the, it has the same kind of thing where you get the little button you push on the ins- on the side of the phone and a little tray pops out. Luckily, the uh, the SIMs fit between the two of them. And the one that they sent me from uh, Volta was the right size as well, and it popped right in. And uh, I'm just waiting. Right now I've been carrying two phones with me because I wasn't sure when the number was going to port over to the Volta system, and I didn't want to, you know, if the phone rings, I need to be able to answer it. <laughs> so hopefully that will be taken care of soon, and I'll just be back to one phone again. Um well, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting in that system too. Although I just bought this phone here. Yeah, I'll be having um, David Sinclair, the owner of the company, on here probably in 
hopefully soon. They're, they're, they want to wait until I have my, um, actually my phone up and running perfectly with the, with the new number, as well as having my um, uh, personal, um, I'm signed up as an affiliate. Right now I've got a number, but uh, they should be giving me notice the next day or so that my uh, official code will be Sarge. So anybody that goes to their website, they can just put Sarge in and they automatically get a, a $30 discount their first month. Um, what? You know the know. owner? Say what? You know the owner? Well, I've been going back and forth in email with him. Wow. Well, so I have another phone that, that I bought, and I bought it off Indiegogo. It's a self-repairable phone. Uh, uh, it's called TerraCube. It's kind of an interesting phone. Uh, a lot of nice features in it. Hmm. So all I need to do is get a chip from them, and I can put it in that phone. Is it an Android system? Yeah. Yeah. So how much is a chip? Nothing. When you sign up, you got a choice. You can either get the physical chip, which covers 200 countries automatically everywhere they go. Um, if you do eSIMs, there are like four of them, and they're based on regions. Like you'll have North America in one, uh, the Europe Europe in one, Asia in one, you know, that kind of thing. That's why I did the physical one, because it covers everything that they do. It covers 200 countries, high-speed data, text, and... Uh, uh, voice. Oh yeah, this phone that I got, TerraCube, it's got it's got dual slots for SIMs. Oh, cool! And you put two, two SIMs in it. Yeah, if you get the physical SIM, you're good to go. And the the other neat thing is, if you port a number, like when my number gets ported over, I'll be able I'll have two numbers on my phone. I'll have the Volta number that I you can pick from their list of whatever area that you want to be in. You can pick your own number, assuming it's available, and you also have your own number that you poured over from your old phone. So either number, when they when they dial in, they come to that phone. So you could have literally two wow. different numbers to give out, which is pretty slick. And if you're if you're using the Volta system, it's end-to-end encryption, two fifty three level two fifty six AES encryption, and. Um, I mean, it's the stuff that makes the uh, NSA upset <laughs> because only they want to use it themselves. <laughs> but he, well, you know, meaning, the if the monthly I call you, my side will be encrypted as well. If you call from a Volta system, two Volta oh. people talking together are encrypted because you're going through their data center for the whole thing. It's encrypted end to end. But if, if you're one outside, Volta, that... then you know they could hear you. They might hear the Volta caller, but they don't know who it is. Because gotcha. when they track it back, it hits their data center, which has no information on you. What's the, what's the monthly charge? Uh, $39.99. For unlimited service? Unlimited talk, text, and data. Plus you get a okay. VPN that you can use on like five or six different devices at the same time. Yeah, well, I'm in. I and it's it. 200 countries. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm interested in that too. Yeah, that's huge because you can call anywhere, you can go anywhere, and have automatic, you know, roaming and everything, and there's right. no, you well, know, with, no extra charge. You know, I, I need to turn that into my business phone for Hyperverse. Oh yeah, definitely. And for Andy's program, um, it cost Andy a hundred fifty thousand to open up a country. Ooh. Per country. Wow. 
And so uh, that's why we're doing North America first. And there's a couple Asian countries he's opening up as well. But I want him to open up uh, UK, uh, Europe, and uh, you know all the Western countries. I'm not going to do business in the Asian countries because I don't it, can't speak the language. Yeah, most of the time. But I'd like to have a phone that's capable of doing that. And I have an extra phone. Uh, what's that? What's use it? What's that, Robert? What's that website? What website? Uh, Andy's well, new deal. Oh. Luminaria Global. Yeah, and I put a link in the chat room. Uh, okay. At the beginning of the show, if you scroll up. Now, when you get when you get the debit card, it's automatically you'll see it in the Luminaria Global. If you're in Luminaria Global, it'll be integrated into that uh, website too. So you have, through Luminaria, you, you can go to anywhere you want the the products that he has, and you also will be able to see exactly. All the funding, uh, all the commissions, uh, who's with who, the complete tree. Um, that's one of the things we wanted for sure. And um, he's, he's putting everything in we've asked for. It's great. Got to love it. Really. I'm, I'm anxious for him to turn it on finally. Can't wait to get our cars and get that testing out of the way so we can get busy with it. I, I think it's going to change. The ability to refer people because constantly it's always is how do I get the crypto? Mm -hmm. People don't have don't have a way to do it, and you're bringing in new people all the time because they're waking up. People are waking up. The mask came off. This COVID thing was a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, and everything else that's come since. Uh, major, you know the. With everything, you know, the the food shortages, the all the stuff, the the vaxes, all that crap is just, you know, people are really seeing the writing on the wall. I think. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's a lot of people out of work. For some of the people that are beginning to work with me uh, with the Hyperverse program, uh, realize that they can actually, they don't really have to have a job. And then um, I know they, that people are still. <laughs> People are still interested in the classes, you know, on, on ex making your changes. And uh, there's, there's a couple of people that I'm, that I'm working with that want to do them on a regular basis now. And I think that they're probably going to be participating in the Hyperverse and this Luminary Global thing. And, and I think they're going to do quite well, especially because they, they work for, well, they don't work there anymore. They're gone. Uh, they got rid of them under this COVID thing. And because um, these people didn't want to take the jab. And they know thousands of people because they were in these agencies. Government agencies employ a lot of people. <laughs> and there's an awful lot of them that didn't take the jab. They left. They're all looking for work. So we actually have a product here that's going to be available to everybody. That's exciting. That's exciting. And uh, your Volta system, a good way to get out of the system, too, because they monitor your phones, everything you do. Of course, I'm yeah. monitored anyway, ex-military, in the securities business, in the insurance business, in that, you know, I've been fingerprinted. They're wearing out my fingerprints, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> my fingerprints many times. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, and then PSA and all the other things, getting your eyes scanned and eye scanned, fingerprinted. They know who you are. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to get your status completely, you know, in the government databases so they 
know who you are, really. I said, while you're, while you're doing all these records on me, make sure you plug this in, too. <laughs> I'm outside your system. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. Here's a big one. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, anyway, I need to run. I got things okay. I got to get caught up on. I think we've covered everything today that we're going to cover. Yep, pretty much. I think we've had some interesting yeah. chat, and I appreciate it. And, you, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be doing something with Andy soon. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm seriously looking forward to it. I'm really glad to see the website. You go look at it. It's really well oh, done. Oh, yeah, I have. And it's, it's they're making additions to it, which is good. You can actually read it and see where you're going, and uh, nice and clean colors and mm -hmm. speed, everything. It's good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So All I'm going to hit the road. I will talk to you guys later. All right, John, thanks so much. Uh, talk to you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, and sooner something Absolutely. good happens. <laughs> you bet. All right, man, Bye. take care. All righty, then. We've got, uh, well, not quite half an hour yet. And uh, I just got word back from DW. Uh, Robert, check your email. I sent a, a message to you and to DW um, asking if either of you would be available either tomorrow or Wednesday to do no. a, uh, a show about um, food and prepping and that kind of stuff in the upcoming Holomador. And uh, I just no. got word back from DW. He's available tomorrow. And if you are, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, if not, Bummer. <laughs> yeah, I am working tomorrow, so I'm but I will catch a replay. What's Wednesday look like? Same thing. Oh, I was afraid of that. Bummer. No, but he knows more than I do, so that's yeah, your man, Daryl. I was—I uh, actually had a chance to listen to you guys last night uh, with Mike cool. uh, while I was cool. cutting grass, and man, that was an excellent, excellent show. You guys did a fantastic job. Yeah, and it uh, was. For those that aren't listening to Mike's uh, new shows on. Um, uh, speak free radio uh, sunday night is addicted to our own destruction from five to seven eastern monday is whistling dixie and i listened to last week's and it was phenomenal and uh, this one uh, tomorrow is supposed to be really good with uh, blackbird nine so i'm looking forward to that or actually tonight shoot uh tuesday and wednesday he's clear friday is uh, uh Addicted to our own, or no, um, 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 what's it called, Robert, uh, or Brent, um, Dare to Think Out Loud. <laughs> and then Saturday, or um, is it Saturday? Yeah, I can't remember. Sunday, Monday, no, Thursday and Friday. Uh, what's Thursday? Um, I don't think he does anything on Saturday anymore. Yeah, it's Thursday and Friday. Uh, yeah. Friday is, um, a dare to think out loud Thursday is, oh yeah, it's, um, I heard that one the other day KGB. too, and it was really good. The, the um, KJB, Kaminsky, yeah. Gaddy brain trust. That Gee. was fantastic. Those, I mean, these shows are just phenomenal. And, um, yeah, on Tuesdays he does, Mike does his telegram thing. Um, thank you, Murr. Always count on you. Um, but yeah, speakfreeradio.com, and uh, they've got the replays up there now. I'm going to start downloading everything he's done. Uh, you go to the um, podcast page, and you can select each show, and when you select it, um, it has a download button. So um, 
by all means. If you haven't had a chance to listen to any of those, they are awesome. And now that we're back in grass cutting season, that's what I did all last year. Every time I was on the mower, I was listening to one of Mike's shows. And I'll be doing the same thing again, either live or recorded. And um, they only have a break at the uh, at the hour point, which is good. And uh, I'll tell you what, the shows that I've listened to have just been phenomenal. And they are literally, you know, able to say whatever they want. That's why they left um, uh, Freedom Slips, because whoever, the lady that was running it, when they did a show and she said it was two hours of hate speech, when actually, I guess, she can't handle the truth either. And uh, they said, fine, we'll go somewhere else. And just about that time, uh, Paul English was just getting ready to roll out the uh, new platform, and he's done a fantastic job with it. And... uh, I look forward to listening to them, and uh, shoot, it, I mean, just great stuff. But uh, Mike's going to be doing uh, uh, Whistling Dixie tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern and with Blackbird 9, and they're going to be talking as uh, two guys from North Kakalaki. Uh, so that should be pretty interesting. Anywho, just want to put in a plug for them, and uh, the shows have been stellar. Just, I mean, the information, especially uh, last last Mondays, there was so much fantastic information about the misinformation about the the war of northern aggression, war of northern aggression, <laughs> as Mike's grandmother puts it, <laughs> or used to. Um, just a phenomenal show, and if, if you missed it, go back and listen to the replay. Just, I mean, this is stuff that everybody needs to hear. The BS about it being to stop slavery is just unfreaking real, and he covers all the bases of it. So anyway, um, just wanted to get that in there, and you know, tomorrow, like I said, it looks like we'll be I'll be talking with DW, and uh, we're going to talk about all the upcoming stuff. You know, the uh, like Nastasia uh, sent me the uh, uh, email and some stuff about the. Um, Global flu supply, the uh, the the you know the burning and just damaging and destruction of food preparation centers, and uh, this is something that um, the guys covered last night on uh, on Mike's show, uh, addicted to our own destruction. Where this is a historical thing, um, they have been. It was it was a standard practice of war called siege. And they would, you know, it used to be where they would, you know, even in biblical times, they would surround the city and lock it down so nobody goes in, nobody goes out. And then, you know, pretty soon they'd be talking about the price of bird poop, <laughs> you know. And uh, read the Bible, it's pretty interesting where it talks about that kind of stuff. And, you know, it works and it works and it works and they keep doing it. And the trouble is, is people are never prepared or they're not prepared enough and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. What, uh, you know, DW has done quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a while back, he was hearing about these things, and they said, somebody said, you need to put together a uh, greenhouse so you can grow your own stuff. And lo and behold, the next day, he was out getting the stuff to do it. And, uh, and he's going to be talking about that and, you know, who knows what else, um, what they did with the, the alleged Irish potato famine that people think (laughs) was just a naturally occurring thing when actually it was the British monarch sending the military over to basically 
destroy the food supply and kill off all kinds of Irish. Um, it's been done over and over and over. And now they're looking at a really big thing like an entire continent or more, you know, because of the technology that they have now. Uh, it's something that can be done. At least we're going to find out, as Robert said yesterday, <laughs> uh, they're going to start locking things down here in the U.S. so that the entire country from coast to coast is starving. And heaven help the people that don't have any preparation, especially if you're in the big cities. Um, you know, back in the in the 90s when I was doing Y2K shows with some uh, buddies of mine, uh, one of the guys um, had done some research and found that 7 million people starved to death during the Great Depression. And I don't know whether that number is accurate. I'm thinking it's probably kind of low. But back then, you had 10% of the people lived in the big cities and 90% were out in the boonies, the agrarian areas and stuff like that. And back in the, the early 1900s, most people were fairly self-sufficient. They knew how to raise a garden. They knew how to hunt and fish and that kind of stuff. And the 10% in the cities, that's where the majority starved. And now those numbers are reversed where 90% are in the big cities for the most part, 10% are in the agrarian, the rural areas. And even those 10% out in the boonies, most of them are not, you know, I was not raised hunting, fishing, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've got all kinds of books on it, <laughs> but haven't, uh, don't have the natural or the uh, actual uh, life experiences of it. Um, I'm a quick study though, and hopefully that'll help. But, you know, I got, you know, a lot of folks, even the folks out in the boonies in this day and age, most of them are, you know, their food source is the grocery store, not the, not the land. And if, if the numbers are reversed from what they were back in the early 1900s and 7 million people starved to death when only 10% were in the cities, imagine what it's going to be like uh, this time around. And uh, tethering feature. I was just looking in the chat. Gary asked a question about Volta having a tethering. I'm not sure what, I've never heard that term regarding phones. Uh, come on in. If you got a microphone, go ahead and unmute and ask the question and explain what you mean and hopefully I can help you if not when we get uh, Mr. Sinclair on he should be able to does that mean uh, using it as a um, hotspot your phone that's the only thing I can think of and that depends on the phone uh, mm -hmm. yeah he said yes uh, yeah basically um, I'm I've got my iPhone here right now let me go into settings and I'm pretty sure that I can turn that on uh, as a matter of fact, I remember when I set the thing up, it was part of that personal hotspot. Yep. So it, it depends, you know, most of the time, it's a combination of the service and the phone itself. Like uh, with iPhones, if the service allows it, you can do uh, a personal hotspot. Um, when I was on... Uh, I had an AT&T program that was shared. Uh, so the more data I used, the more money they made, and they allowed for it. Then I switched to Verizon, 
and it was all inclusive. And all of a sudden my personal hotspot thing disappeared because they didn't want me using it for, you know, sharing with other people and that kind of stuff. When I got back on Spectrum, lo and behold, it came back again. And on uh, Volta, it is there too. So yes, uh, if the phone operating system allows it, the uh, system does too. And I'm sure if it, it's on my iPhone, then when they have their, uh, if you get one of their phones, the dedicated Volta phones, uh, it will as well. I'm, I'm certain of that. Their, you know, their whole thing oh. is making it as inclusive for people as they can. And, uh, you know, just the international features. Um, yeah, if you have an Android, if it, if it does it now, chances are it will with, um, you know, I would imagine. And I know with Androids, there's apps that you can get that even if the phone system doesn't have it, uh, you can download an app that will actually give you um, uh, personal hotspot capabilities. Uh, if I remember right. So anyway, um, Sarge, do yes, you ma'am. Do what you was that, Nastasha? Do you shop at Layman's? Do I shop at Layman's? Uh, yeah. When I can, I get up there maybe once every year or two. I love that place. <laughs> I just learned about it from a homesteading program. That oh I man, I'll tell you what. Recently, and what an amazing store. Yeah. It's it's even it's really cool to actually go there. And for those that don't know, Layman's is a um, uh, basically it's an Amish catering. It's right in the heart of Amish country in northeast Ohio, uh, in the Kidron area, and they have a really really big store, and everything under the sun, you know, for non-electric use. I mean, they have you know canning equipment, uh, wood stoves. Um, Every single mechanical type of thing that you, you know, wash, can mechanical washing machines, uh, everything. It's, it's like taking a step back in time. And Making butter. Oh, yeah. It's just, all different size machines to make mm -hmm. butter, including handheld. Yeah. It's an amazing uh, place. I love and, it. Yeah. I just don't get up there. My wife and I used to go up the first weekend of November every year just for the, that was a thing. And uh, the last couple of years have been so much garbage going on, you know, between COVID and everything else that uh, that kind of went by the wayside. But I think we're going to start reenacting or redoing that again. Um, there's just so many cool things up in that area. Uh, the Hirschberger's uh, family um, farm is really slick. Uh, they've got all kinds of great stuff. Um, uh, the um, the cheese stores and factories and everything. Um, it's just a you could go up there and spend all kinds of time and um actually i think let me see if i can find it here um, and people travel from like maine and all oh, over the yeah. place to to visit it yeah which is you know says a lot for the store as well mm -hmm. yeah i'm putting the link in the chat room here it, believe me it's layman's.com and uh, i mean they do a mail order business but you know, when you pull up and half the vehicles in the parking lot are, uh, you know, horse-powered, <laughs> they're little black buggies and whatnot, it's really cool. And um, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's just in, in the heart of Amish country, just beautiful country. And uh, you go up there in the fall when um, they're doing their harvesting and stuff, and you see the corn stalks all put together in the little teepee like things and out in the fields and it's really slick and um 
yeah, it's a fantastic place. I love going up there, just, just walking around. And uh, you can get all kinds of things. You know, they have huge uh, knife, uh, pocket knives, um, great big displays of case and all different kinds of things like that. Um, the, uh, if, you in, if you're into doing like uh, oil lamps, you can put together your own uh, lamps, you know, from all kinds, I mean, individual parts and everything. You can get spares for um, things like, oh goodness, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, there's a uh, kerosene lamp that I've, oh man, I wish I could remember the name. I bought one years ago. It was like uh, $200, uh, but it's a, like a pressurized, but it just uh, really puts out a bunch of heat and and, and light. Um I had a friend up there that had built a straw bale home and they were able to heat their, it's like a uh, 1500 square foot home and they could heat the, oh, it was called an Aladdin lamp. That's right. Um, they could heat that house with just one Aladdin lamp. It gave off enough warmth and that place was so insulated that it was, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, it is absolutely an amazing place. The website's cool, but there's nothing like going there. <laughs> uh, don't know if they have rocket stoves or not. It wouldn't surprise me. Rocket stoves are cool. Um, and different sizes of those things. Uh, but, you know, if you check out the website, you know, canning supplies, you name it. Cleaning things. They, it's, have, it's, a, they have a catalog that you can purchase that I guess... It's considered like the old Sears catalog. Yep. Mm -hmm. That you would get. I mean, it's quite huge. I went on the website and it doesn't seem like you see everything on there. <laughs> so the catalog would be interesting. Oh, yeah. As well, I think. Yeah, unless if you can't get there. But, yeah. yeah. You could spend all day in that place looking around. And they always have um, little uh, little bands. You know, they have a... They have a um, Oh, like a snack shop kind of thing. It was pretty extensive. They have ice cream and sandwiches and all kinds of things. And then they usually have a little uh, quartet, you know, like bluegrass music and stuff. The guys are playing and um, rocking chairs. And there's, you know, that's one thing I really like about layman's is they've got places where you can sit down and relax if you want to. <laughs> well, while the wife is out looking around, you can just sit and just watch people go by. And it is, it's, it's the coolest place. It really is. And, uh, you know, that was one of the big things, um, that I've, I made several trips up there, uh, getting parts. I have a, a New England, um, uh, log stove, uh, wood stove, uh, is it, uh, or Vermont castings, excuse me. And they have, you know, one of the most complete, um, sets of, they have all the spare parts, um, catalytic convert believe it or not those things have catalytic converters in them uh but they have all the different parts the things that would burn out eventually after years and years of use and i went up there and got all my uh my spares so that everything on my my vermont casting stove if i have to go back to burning wood which i haven't done in a while uh, i have uh, my own set of uh, chimney cleaning uh, tools the big brushes and everything where i can go up on the roof and uh, clean it and I've done it myself before um, I can clean the chimney I can replace any of the parts in that thing uh, so that I'm good for you know probably 10 years of wood burning with that thing uh, just all I need is is the wood 
Um, but they've got all the parts and everything. Uh, they have um, refrigeration systems that are non-electric, um, gas-based and stuff like that. Um, just an absolutely phenomenal place. And like I said, they cater to the, um, to the Amish community, but the place is just crawling with everybody. You know, you name it, every, every imagine. And they come from all over the place. I've, I've looked, I've gone out and walked around the parking lot and was amazed at all the different state license plates I saw. But, uh, within a 20 minute drive of that place is just, you know, so many really cool things in the Amish community, other farms, um, oh goodness, restaurants that you're know, Amish cooking. Uh, it is just an absolutely, you've, you, you, it's a step back in time and, just a wonderful way to spend the weekend there's a lot of bed and breakfasts up in that area uh in the hebron and kidron areas and stuff like that um and uh i know a lot of people who go up there you know they'll get a bed and breakfast spend a weekend and that kind of thing and just have a wonderful time um and it's just a, a cool place yeah if you can ever get there in person i highly recommend it and not just the store, but make sure you plan time to, to check some of the other things in the area. Um, Berlin is uh, about 15, 20 minutes away, and there's all kinds of little shops. Uh, there's two big cheese companies there where you can go in and see how the cheese is made during the week and uh, sample all the different things. Um, of course, that with COVID, they kind of cut some of that sampling stuff down. But um, just still a great place to get all kinds of, you know, Amish baked goods and that kind of thing. Um, cool place. Glad you brought it up. <laughs> Anywho, um, let's see here. How much time? Oh, goodness. We're down to like six and a half minutes or so. Anybody have any other questions of any kind in general? Whatever. Ah, yes. Uh, Aladdin. Let me look at that genie a little way up there, see what he's got in that link. I've got mine. I love that thing. Um, yeah, that's a small one, um, the Genie 3. Uh, the one I have has a big, um, it's a it's a metal, you know, everything's metal except for the chimney. And it has a big, broad, um, um, what do you call those things? Hood kind of thing on it that deflects down. It's designed to be hung uh, from a ceiling in many cases, uh, which is what the Amish do in many of their homes. They actually have these, you know, have them suspended or hung over the dining room table and in the kitchen and wherever, you know, they're going to. And one of those lights puts out just a ton of light. They're super bright. And again, in the wintertime, they're great too. It's a double-edged sword in the summer, but in the wintertime, um, they give a, a quite a bit of warmth as well, and uh, they're not cheap, <laughs> but they really, really work. And I need to—I've got some spare uh, uh, mantles for. Them. I got to get some more of those. But um, a lot of cool stuff. And Aladdin lamps are—they're art, <laughs> besides being a functional piece of equipment. And they can run on you know salad oil or you know. But they're designed for kerosene, but they'll run on just about anything that's an oil-type stuff. But anyway, um, 
I'll dig through my notes, my old survival show stuff, and try and we'll have that available tomorrow for the show, along with, like I said, D.W. and his wisdom, the things that he's been doing actively down there in Alabama uh, for a number of years now. Um, because I'll tell you what, crap is going to get to hitting the fan. They're, they're pulling out all the stops, and it's becoming very uh, prevalent, very uh, noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> When, and when, along those lines, uh-huh. on your bottled water that you buy in Target, Walmart, or whatever, how long is that water good for? Does it go bad after six, seven, eight months if you just put it in your... You know, water's water. You know, the the thing is, number one, I don't trust bottled water for being pure. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever I get, I would run through like a Berkey or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and if you did that, it would automatically re-aerate it. That's the one thing. If it sits for a long time, it tends to get a stale taste because it's not aerated. Um, mm-hmm. but water will keep, I've got water in jugs in my basement that I've had down there for years and it'll still be water. And I, what I would do is just take it out and put it in another thing, shake it up really good. Um, but, uh, for the most part, you know, and again, I would, anything like that, I would run it through a filter. Uh, before I used it anyway, but uh, no, you could you could yeah. keep the stuff for long periods of time. It's just gotcha. you know, filter it because you never the source of bottled water. Well, you know that's the thing. Bottled water is one of the least regulated industries out there. There's no standards. Uh, Pepsi owns um, Dasani and uh, or excuse me, Pepsi owns um, uh, Aquafina and Coke owns mm-hmm. Dasani. And, of course, then there's Nestle, who goes all over the country, putting up these big plants, draining, you know, lakes and watersheds and stuff. And then the Great Lakes out there by you. And people are left high and dry with no water. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the regulations on them, the the purification, most of the time, they've been caught just, you know, peeling it right out of the tap. So uh, you just want to make sure that whatever you're using is run through a filter. But... um, you know, if you got it, you got it. You know, I've never heard anybody say otherwise. Um, say Sarge. Yes, sir. What One note on that water. That I was living in Austin, Texas at the time because uh, I was like, oh, some water in a bottle. Who wants to buy water? You know, this is like in the late 90s. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, so then I check it and uh, bottled in Newark, New Jersey. And this was spring water. And that's when I knew I said. The whole thing's a farce because if anybody has ever been to Newark, New Jersey, it is the armpit of the East Coast. This is an industrial toxic wasteland. Okay. So when I saw that, because I had been to Newark, been through Newark, I had a very short experience there and I was like, oh, this place is horrid. Mm. So that's the heads up on that. And also Nestle, you know, Nestle is draining one of the the, uh, Great Lakes and then uh, and gets it for next to nothing. And then uh, I think it's markup for, for water is like 10,000%. Yeah. Did you all know that? That bottled the, Nestle bottles the water and gets it out of one of the Great Lakes? Bottled water costs more than gasoline, man. <laughs> you know, when you figure per, per gallon, good grief. And that's, you know, that's the thing. You talk about whoever came up with that, that was genius, you know, on their part. But it's absolutely disgusting. And the thing that makes me mad is these, you know, these cities that will allow... Nestle and some of these other companies just move in, draw, set up their equipment, drain the whatever the water source is, and then just leave. And the folks are left there with no water now. Um, it's, 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 it's disgusting what these companies are doing. 
and people just allow it to happen. Years ago, there was a really good video about what Nestle and other companies like them are doing, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to see if I can find that thing somewhere, but it was really good, and it showed how they just literally went from, you know, like a bee going from flower to flower. They go from town to town, drain out the water source, and then just move on. And they just, they, they make so much money, they just leave the equipment, they leave the f uh, factories there, and they just, you know, become an eyesore, and they rot, and <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, but we'll try and cover all that tomorrow, and who knows what else. So uh, be sure and uh, be with us tomorrow. I appreciate everybody being here today. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And uh, we'll be back and do it some more tomorrow. Take care and uh, God bless.